Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Yay Networks. Holy shit, he's followed me all the way here. Hey, what's going on? I'm JC and I'm fit. And I'm Jenna, and I guess that means I'm ish. Welcome to the Fittest <laughs> Podcast. Now, you've heard us on the radio before, but this is completely different. I know. You're going to get to see a much deeper, more intense and edgier side of both of us. Our ups, our downs, our hilarity, all that good stuff on the Fittest Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Fittest Podcast, everyone. Um, by the way, today we're going to have fun because we finally regained access to our email yeah. so we're gonna we're finally gonna, we're finally gonna get to, around to your questions today yeah we're Promise. gonna tackle a bunch some are serious some are funny some are answered with one word and i printed off uh almost all as many as we can get through we're gonna try and if we don't do it then we'll do some more next week i need some fun ones too because you know that song uh so you had a bad day yeah that was the theme to my weekend I kicked off my weekend in the worst possible way, Jenna. No. Oh, gosh. Okay. We're going to have to make people feel good, though, if we're going to start off. No, negative. we absolutely are. Because this, first of all, it's nobody's fault but my own. Oh, okay. This is one you of those. You only have yourself to blame. I only have myself to blame. I can't blame my kids. I can't blame my wife. I can't blame a dumb person on the street. I can't blame anyone, anyone but myself, even if I try. you're accepting responsibility. And here's the thing. This, this is like a lesson I try to teach my kids at the same time. So it's kind of good that they were there for this. Because okay. I teach my kids, don't rush things. Nothing ever ever happen nothing good ever happens when you rush things right yeah that's a good that's a good uh mentality to have because i was supposed to go skating skating with my buddies on friday you know and i I look forward to that roller skating not roller skating we go on your book bags it's called a one wheel it's it's like a skateboard so we were supposed to go like i look forward to this because me and my buddy david he has kids and i have kids he has a new baby and then our other guys are like bachelor so they're always they're busy so it's tough to get our group together to do something it's your dude bonding time absolutely and we were we we had our little route set up and i was so excited i was leaving my house i opened my garage and i noticed that it was it was trash day that day and you know when the trash people come by they don't leave the trash bins where they where you put them they they get a little moved and i noticed that i was gonna have to either move my bins back which Mm -hmm. is the correct answer or b finesse my way around them I chose B. And so as I'm backing out. You're in your car. I'm in my car. Your one wheel goes into your car. You drive your car to a park, to a park and you meet up with your friends. And then we meet okay. up and we go riding for a couple hours. And uh, I get in my car, start backing out. And I know, and, and I think I had cleared my the, the door, the garage door. And I, all I'm focusing on is the bin. So I start turning so I can finagle my way into just executing the perfect mm-hmm. out. As I'm doing this, I hear the worst sound in the world. <laughs> <laughs> From the side. From the side. Yeah. Front right. Front right. Just hear that. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm scraping. What the? F-? And in my head, I'm going like, what the? F-? What are you doing, moron? <gasps> what are you doing? And I'm like, all I want, I, I just want it to be over. Hopefully, I'll get out. And it's not that bad of a scratch. It'll probably be just a nice little touch up, right? Oh, so you just 
You just pushed through. You just kept going. I don't going. know why, Jenna. I don't know if I blacked out. I, yeah, I just figured I'm scraping already, right? So I I'm going to scrape either way. I, go back I, in. It sometimes scrape. takes, I mean, I've done this before, backing out real fast before the garage is fully open in an SUV when I wasn't used to being an SUV. Hit? And I've scratched it. And sometimes oh. the door will stop. But I remember thinking I do the same thing because sometimes it takes it a second to register. Like, what is that noise? Yeah, our brains, <laughs> as humans, sometimes our brain doesn't really uh, compute things as fast as we want it to. And so I keep, I just go, I'm like, I just want the scraping to end. I, I keep backing out, but the scrape then turns into like a huge crunch. like, And I'm like, oh crap, am I breaking my house right now? Like what the hell is happening? I finally pull out and it's a big, just like a little explosion, like a, and then I hear. Oh, you popped that tire. Nope. I thought it was a tire. I'm looking at my tire gauge. Tires, what was it? They're fine. I see all this smoke coming up. Oh, no. At, at this point, Kinsey runs out and she wa- she runs <laughs> out. And, I mean, she First came, time backing out of a garage, babe. She, right. Yeah. She comes out of the, like, you know, in cartoons when they're running really fast and then they like skid out and they get like, that was Kinsey when she got to the, to the garage. Cause it's a little detached from the, from the big part of the garage and she skirts and she comes to a stop and her eyes, they were everything to me. Something bad had happened, which uh, I could already tell by the noises. But just the way she was looking at me, I'm like, oh, oh no. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing the, oh, no. What? She goes, are you okay? I'm like, I, I, yeah, I'm fine. She goes, what's that noise? I was like, I don't know. Is it gases? Is, is it okay? I asked that question, and, and she didn't want to answer, Jenna. She, she, uh, she looked at me, and she goes, no. She shakes her head, no. <laughs> and I finally get out of the car. That's always that moment, right? It's so scary. How bad is it? I'm going I'm to I'm show Jenna a picture of my car uh, so we can get her true blind reaction to what I saw. Because uh, I'm thinking you're being a drama queenie. No. <laughs> Jenna, I've now seen my car. So it's like the whole right side bumper was stripped off. It's stripped off, but not only stripped, but you see how it's bent. Yeah. So, so it got... It caught. It got caught on. I guess when I started turning, <laughs> this little this little corner right here that meets by the hood. This yeah. little corner, I guess, was sticking out a little and just enough to catch mm-hmm. the piece of wood yeah. by the garage. And that's all it took. I guess it just hooked on it, and wow. it, it ripped a piece of wood from my garage, mm-hmm. and it ripped basically my entire bumper off of the car. The hissing I heard was not about an explosion about to happen. It was just basically, that's where the air conditioning unit for the car is located. Perfect, and when it bent, it perforated it, it cut it. Okay. And it just started leaking all the fluids. So I stood there and I thought to myself, well, now I can't go skateboarding. So I, first thing I did was I went, I, I went to the trash. You took an Uber to go skateboarding? No, I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't. I, Kinsey even said, take my car. It I'll just, take care of this. Yeah, it just ruined. I was like, I just can't. I'll be thinking about this the whole time. So I went and I grabbed the trash bins and I put them back where they were supposed to go. That was the first thing I did. And then I tried to bend the bumper back. That was not going to happen. I tried to bend my garage door, uh, the frame back. I did that. I fixed it by just bending it. I felt like He-Man. Um, and yeah, and I basically hurt my car. And I uh, expected it I expected it just to be the bumper and maybe a couple hundred for whatever the hissing sound was. But uh, that that little backing out mistake and not stopping when I first heard it is, uh, is going to cost me a lot of money. And I'm going to have to go through insurance, basically. If it makes you feel any better, you know myself. that title boxing where we used to go work out? Yes. You know that garage, getting out of that garage, how you have to turn that corner and it's this big concrete wall. If it makes you feel any better, I one day probably just being, 
you know, out of my head after working out. I was on my way to rushing. bring a sick girlfriend some medicine, yeah. I remember, and I was rushing, and I had done it a million times. I took that turn. I scraped the whole panel off the side of the car so much that you saw, like, the bones of the car. So it wasn't just the paint. It was dented. They were like, you could see the inside like of the, the metal door. Metal. Mm-hmm. And it cost, yeah. it was, like, $5,000 to fix. I mean, my insurance deductible, yeah. which was still a lot, covered it. But it was, if, so if it makes you feel any better, I've done something similar. that in a, in a garage that I used to go in every single day. Yeah. I mean, how many times have I backed out of my garage? You know, hundreds of times. And it just takes that and one time. Don't you time. just feel like such an idiot when you yeah. do that in a place like that? Like It's like when you back into something stationary, you're like. <laughs> this is when I realized I married the right woman. Because based on some of the conversations I've had with other people that have done dumbass moves like I did. Their, their response from their significant other is not as kind as Kinsey's. Kinsey gave me a hug and said, it's, it's okay. It's going to be okay. We'll get it fixed. Uh, and then she said, I'll, I'll take care of it. Go skate with your friends. To That's which, such a nice response. To which I responded, I can't. I can't. You know, I'll be thinking about this. I'm not going to be there for my boys. Like, no, nah, I'm not That's going. That's the mom in her, I think. Because I think probably when kids get into accidents and stuff, you're even if you're you would be mad, you're just glad that everything's okay, right? It's not yeah. that big of a deal. I mean, it's just a part of a car and everyone's okay and it can be fixed and, and you know you're what? okay. I, I look at it as a really good reminder to just be present in everything I'm doing and to not take a shortcut. If there's something in my way or if there's something that I could take care of and get it out of my way instead of trying to find a shortcut around it, <laughs> you best believe your damn ass I'm going to take care of that thing and, t- and move it out of my way. Whether it be you know something that's not tangible or, or, or a trash bin, I'm moving that thing that's getting in my way out of the way before I continue doing something. Mm-hmm. And I think we all need to take, have that little mind reset. And if I'm serving as that mind reset for you and I'm saving you $10,000, then then I'm glad, I'm glad I'm the one that had to take that hit because... I, I, I have found myself and Kinsey had been telling me I've been rushing too much with things. I've been trying to do things too fast. I've been trying to do too much. And that that right there was what I needed. As, as crappy as it was and as weird as it sounds, I, I feel like I needed that at my in my life because I felt like I was going to head down to where it could have been something worse. Mm. If, if yeah. you know, riding on a freeway or, or I don't know, but it, it, it's it's just... It's just a car, but man, that started my weekend off just on the wrong foot. I often weigh things like that when I'm, especially when I see people rushing around in traffic. I hate being late to stuff, but if I'm late, I'm late. I let the person know. I call them and tell them I'm five minutes late, 10 minutes late. I'm so sorry because I I go, it's not worth killing myself over trying to get there. You know, speeding a little bit's one thing, but when you find yourself being kind of reckless because why? Because you don't want to be late to something or you're being lazy. It's like, no, I just tell myself, do I want to die this way? No. no. Do I want to die because I'm texting right now and I shouldn't be? You know, I always tell myself this would be awful. I, I don't know why I go to death immediately, but I think if everyone found out that I died in a car accident because I was texting someone, great. Like the word great. It, you know, is it worth Just it? Just a tiny it can, word, right? It can wait. Yeah. It absolutely can wait. And, uh, and it all had, I was stressed out. I had just gotten done yelling at Kaysen because he bit his sister on the head at Target online. And like all these things were happening where I was just, I was rushed. <laughs> I was just rushed and I wanted to get out of the place. Take a moment to breathe. Yeah. Just breathe before you do anything. I'm going to have to now change up my routine though. Back at it again, straight from home because uh, your boy's not going to be driving for a while. So, oh yeah, <laughs> me and my best friend Tono are gonna be. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna be in a monogamous working out relationship together. Good. Where I was, I was splitting time between my Tono and going to the gym. Now, until I get my car back, strictly Tono, which is my favorite thing that I bought since the pandemic started. Aren't you so glad you have that? 
I do. I really, I do love it. You know what? I, I was even using it every day just because they have meditation on the mm -hmm. tonal. So I'm, they have cool things like they have yoga, meditation, the, they have guided programs that, that are, I do one that's four weeks long with uh, Action Jackson. That's my trainer. What's up, my dude? But it's really cool because my tonal is basically like having a personal trainer at my home whenever I want. I just turn it on. If I feel like doing a workout, you know, quick little 10 minute workout, five minute workout or an hour long workout. And you can do meditation, like you said, but there's also weight intensive exercises, Absolutely. right? So think about that cable machine that you see at the gym that everybody always wants to use. This is what you get. I mean, you get to do free weights, deadlifts, bench press, any any sort of lift you can imagine, you can do it with tonal. Mm -hmm. And the weight is perfect for you. It, 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 and it gets heavy. If you don't think there's going to be enough weight, I'm here to tell you, yeah, the weight is enough. It, it definitely feels awesome. So find your find your body bag. You know, get that body back for summer. Find your happiness when it comes to working out. Tonal definitely helps me out with that. In fact, you can try tonal for 30 days risk-free. And by the way, it's a nice little accent to your wall because it's actually pretty cool looking. Mm -hmm. Visit tonal.com for $100 off the smart accessories when you use the promo code FITISH at checkout. That's tonal, T-O-N-A-L.com. And that promo code is going to be FITISH. Tonal, be your strongest. Well, I may be on the precipice of getting myself back into good shape because I have hardly been exercising f since January. Yeah, we have an update uh, regarding Jenna's journey. Yeah, somewhat of an update. Well, I when JC came in today, I um, we were recording the podcast early this week because I have a transfer scheduled for this week, um, which is the big deal, right? So it's been like six weeks in the making to do another transfer. Is this an egg transfer? Embryo. Embryo transfer. Embryo transfer. Embryo, Embryo yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway, so that was, you know, so when he came in today, I said, uh, I actually, we need to do the podcast. I need to wrap up because I have to go to kind of like an emergency doctor's appointment because they might not be able to do it because I think I'm ovulating and you're not supposed to be ovulating, but I have <laughs> me trying to describe ovulation pain to our male producer and JC. <laughs> we're, we're trying to be, you know, we lend our ears and we want to be there. I feel like support. you've learned a lot about IVF. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, it is interesting, but I think most women know, I mean, some women have feel it and some don't but if you know your how you feel when you ovulate but I've been feeling it in my left ovary for the last few days over the weekend like even when I press it's really tender and you're not supposed to ovulate it everything's very timed out so when they transfer that embryo like that is the day that technically your egg would drop and meet the sperm right and it would form on that very particular day and so that's when they go to drop that embryo off they're dropping it off the same way it would on the day that you're ovulating so the timing is absolutely crucial. I mean, that could have been the reason that it didn't work last time. They wow. don't know for sure unless you do a mock transfer, which is, you know, like practice. Yeah. Mock. Talk about practice. They offer, you can do a mock. They say, if you have two failed ones, they do a practice, which means you take all you pay for it. You take all the medication, you do everything. You go in like you're doing an embryo transfer, but they just biopsy you to Whoa. see when you ovulate. So maybe you needed like an extra day of shots or a day less because you started ovulating. And so then they know better timing, but I don't know. So anyway, I have to go to the so doctor much. today and see, but it's going to really suck because I've been doing all this medicine again for six weeks. And, and the shots and all the pain. And shots the, in my yeah. butt and feeling terrible and gross and, you know, the whole story. But I mean, I've been a trooper this time, but all the acupuncture and everything I've been doing, it's really going to suck because it's a fucking fortune. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Like it's just, and it's not just about the money, but you hate it because it is so expensive and it's, you're so emotionally attached to the process. But you know how I said last time, if this one failed, um, that we break. were going to take a break. Yeah. And I haven't even said this to Fran yet, but I, and I don't want to jump ahead of myself because I still have to go to the doctor today, but I'm kind of thinking if this is all messed up right now and 
they're like, you can't do a transfer and you have to do this for, an, you have to go start another month over because the timing was off. I think I'm going to be like, <laughs> goodbye. I'm yeah. done. I'm fucking done. I think I'm just going to be done Jeez. and try naturally for the summer again and get back to that and just get back to all these things I haven't been able to do. You know, I haven't been able to exercise. I haven't really been able to travel. I haven't done anything because I, you know, I haven't gotten the vaccine because it was recommended that I not. And a lot of y'all going through IVF or trying to get pregnant have asked me that. And I'm all for the vaccine. Like that's where I stand on it. But, you know, when you're trying to get pregnant right now, they recommended that I hold off. So I've been kind of laying low and being really careful since I haven't gotten COVID yep. or sick in general. You know, you don't want to get sick and get a fever. And I know there's stuff going around. So anyway, I have just been not the best version of myself. And sometimes you take a step back and you go, we have been doing this since January. Like, and now it's June. We're halfway done with the year. And that not that crazy? <sighs> it is crazy. And it's just been a lot. I mean, it's taken a toll on the relationship. And Fran's great. You know, he's about as great as he can be. Yeah. But we definitely have moments where well i'm definitely gonna cross my fingers and hope for the best with you guys and but i think this is important for people to see because there's you you see all the happy ending stories when it comes to ivf you see oh we had our baby look how happy it took a couple tries we did it but you don't you don't see the blood the sweat the tears that goes into it and and this is you need to there's people out there that tried twice three times and never got their baby and and they and all they see is all these happy outcomes. This is real life, man. This is this is how it is. I know it's science and everything, but there it's tough. And I've seen Jenna go through this, and I've seen how tough it's been on your body and how tough it is mentally on you and and your relationship. And, and it's so hard. I never thought. I guess until you decide to ha start a family with someone, you don't think about it too much, yeah. right? You just think, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant. Okay, well, maybe one day I'll get pregnant and it won't be a problem because for so many people, you really only hear about the people that, man, I tried to not get pregnant and I got pregnant. Right. And so, you see teenagers getting so pregnant. many people yeah. in my position don't talk openly about it. And then when you start diving, and that's why I always wanted to, and I still don't know for sure if I couldn't get pregnant naturally. You know, my situation was different as everyone's is. And yeah. so there's still a chance that I could. Good. Um, but yeah, it's actually really, it can be really discouraging, really isolating, really depressing, just to be honest, because I sit here and I think, oh my God, you know, I've had friends that were successful on the first time or successful on the second time. And so everyone's really supportive. But if this happens, it's like... I don't know. I've gotten a lot of messages from you. Actually, one today, a woman had written and said she sent the cutest photo of her and her daughter. She did two failed IVF transfers mm -hmm. and I think was done after that. Because, you know, a lot of women are just like, fuck this. I can't yeah. go through this anymore. It's so expensive. It's just so time consuming. Um, they ended up adopting um, a baby from China. And Aww. she's like nine years old now. I think you had messaged me and sent me a photo, which was really great. So, hey, everyone has a different journey. I think it's probably hard, though, because I've always said, I'd love to adopt. But I think you say, oh, I'd love to adopt once I've had one or two of my own naturally. And if I have the means to do it, I will. And so now I'm in the situation and I'm not mentally you know there, there because yeah. i've been so excited about actually physically yeah, being pregnant that's that, that would be a lot to process for me i think you know so you know day by day as everyone knows it's, it's just day by day but it's always good to see that there's people that are feeling what you're feeling you know whether it be something as stupid as me backing out of my garage and jacking up my car or something as serious as trying, to, trying <laughs> yeah. to have a baby with ivf you know it's it's difficult but you know the upside th this is where i was gonna get there you gotta find the, you gotta find the bright spots i told you all on the last podcast i think that the plan was you know if if the second transfer failed which i would consider this a fail even if we don't go through with it um 
we were going to go to Italy where I'm going to go somewhere yeah. you know, that I've never been and have a nice romantic vacation. It also means that I can do something that I have done maybe three or four times since I don't, I can't even remember since like February or March, which is drink, drink wine. <laughs> Yo, so, so you know how they said you got to practice your little, uh, your, your, the IVF thing. You got to practice drinking before you go off to Italy. Yeah, you, that's you gotta true. You got to practice your wine drinking, Jeff. That's true. So first leaf is something that, well, Francisco, my fiance treated himself to my first round of first leaf since I wasn't able to. And I know JC has been diving in, but this is a fully a Chilean one. Yeah. Yo, I, I never thought. Tell them what it is. Well, if you haven't gathered, it's a fully customizable wine club that sends curated boxes of wine that are perfect for you because you've already gone on and you've done a little quiz. You've told mm -hmm. First Leaf what you like and what you don't like. Like I am very snobby and will not drink white wine. Don't even put white wine in front of me. Maybe That's what we got right now. We got full, full on red wine but, right now. But you have red right we now. We have full on red right now. See, you're going to get more into the red, but regardless of what you like, they have a great selection, no guesswork. They're going to make great recommendations for you. And they use this one of a kind al algorithm and your feedback. So if you say, Jen, I'm not like you, I actually only like white wine. Well, they're going to let you taste it. You're going to review it. You're not going to get the same one again. If you don't like it, of course, I'm it's telling you guys, so great. I didn't know that they had a uh, red wine in Chile until they sent me one. I was like, oh, this is lit. I would have never no, bought one. No, Chile has great wine. It is so good. I was all about it. So save time and money because you're going to get six bottles of wine for just $29.95 and free shipping when you go to tryfirstleaf.com slash fittish. That's six bottles of wine for just $29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash fittish. So great. We celebrate uh, first first leaf day at my house when it shows up. Yeah. Pop one open. I know it's so fun to look up wine. I mean, Fran and I have always done that, especially, you know, it's just a tip. When you go eat at a restaurant, sometimes people make recommendations for wine and then you drink and you get kind of drunk and you're eating and you don't remember what you yeah. had. So Fran's really good about it. He always takes photos of the wine, especially Genius. when we try a new one. So that way, you know. Yeah, Kinsey's got all the names down. Don't ask me because I don't keep track. I just drink, but enjoy it quite a bit. Well, we'll have to come over and see the new house. Yes. After I fix I've my been, car, I'll pick you guys up. Yeah, I've been like a, a hermit. Recluse. But you know what? What? I was built for this life. Me too. I love it. And I'm just going to admit it. I love it. I went to the movie theater for the first time since I think Fran and I went once during the pandemic when they were still, maybe they had just opening in when Tenant came out, the Christopher weekend? Nolan movie. Yeah. Okay. Count of three. We're going to say what movie we saw. And hopefully we saw the same movie because I too went to the movie theaters for the first time in a year. We didn't see the same movie. I bet. Okay. Okay. One. One, two, two three. The Conjuring. Conjuring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I knew Jenna watched that movie, but she didn't think I watched it because she knows Kinsey. Yeah. I would have thought that you would have gone to see A Quiet Place too. No, I wanted to see that one, but Kinsey. Uh, so here's the thing with my wife. She doesn't like fake stuff. Except her boobs. She doesn't like fake stuff. Like uh, like in a movie, if there's anything about spirits, right? Or anything that is out of the realm or sci-fi, she doesn't like it. She wants it. True crime. It's got to be a real life story. It's got to have. What was a real story? This one. was. Yeah. So that's what hooked her. She said she heard a commercial on, my, on our radio station about The Conjuring and she came home. Now, listen. I know what the conjuring is. Yeah. I know one, two, and I know what this one it's is about. Spirits, yeah. It's about, you know, getting it. Usually about de demonic yeah, presence. Finding yeah. the demonic presence in people and trying to do to get them out of there and everything. Yeah. And so I know what the conjuring is about. But she, she came up to me, Jenna, and she goes, Hey, do you want to go? Do you want to go to the theater and see the conjuring? You're like tickets bought. Now listen, I'm not a dumbass. I could have said, babe, do you know that what the conjuring is about? But I'm not. I wanted to go see this movie. So I said, Absolutely. And she goes, Yeah. 
I heard it's a tr- it's based on a true story. And I was like, yes, it is. Sure is. It really is. Man, if she didn't pinch me about three or four times during the movie when the homeboy was floating and shit. Uh, but it's okay because she didn't like it. I did. I loved it. Was it was all right. I mean, I think the, those actors and the storyline of The Conjuring in general is pretty good. But, you know, again, I'm I'm pretty snooty snoot snoot yeah. when it comes to scary movies. I'll watch all of them. But I, uh, it was all right. The first one, the first Conjuring was great. There was an Annabelle somewhere in the mix that was good too. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm kind of. The second one wasn't that good. One of them was in a courtroom the whole time, wasn't it? And that made it boring. Or something. I don't know. I, I, this was the, the first nun one. and Annabelle. There, there's all those spinoffs of them. So I don't know. It was okay. But how strange to be. We went to one where they bring you food. And that experience was garbage. Like everything was wrong. People are talking. My dad slept through the movie. We I, we took the whole family. And um, it's just so funny because isn't that a fun family thing for like a 13-year-old, a 16-year-old? This is what we do. We go see awful, scary movies. Yep. But we got up at the end and everyone had left the theater. And we were like. I think I prefer watching movies at home now. It's been so amazing that you can rent these at home. And Conjuring's available on HBO Max. All yeah, right. most of them are. We watched Cruella We watched on Disney Cruella Plus. on Disney too? Plus too. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I actually thought Cruella was cute. It had good music. I liked it. It kind of had a Devil's Wear, Devil's Wear, Devil Prada. Wears Prada vibe. A little vibe. Yeah, it definitely had that vibe because it was very fashion-y. And we had to get our own Disney Plus finally because we had been piggybacking on my brother-in-law's. Oh, yeah. And I realized, I was like, this whole time I've been watching Disney Plus. I watched The Mandalorian and stuff. I had been piggybacking. I forgot he came over one day and we just had it because yeah. he had logged on. And I'm like, wait a minute. Kinsey was about to click buy. I'm like, hold on. It would have been his account. Well, you like, could have just been with him $30. I could have, but I was like, this isn't ours. This is this is when uh, Matt and Alexa came over, remember? And she goes, oh my gosh. Yeah. So we finally got Disney Plus. That's good. There's was, good. Mandalorian's great. Man, yeah, we're Kason and I are all about the Mandalorian. You know what else is really good? Um, on Disney Plus, there's a show, especially since we've been so much. That's I, I gotta find the name for y'all and tell you, but it's the makings of the Disney parks, and so it's a behind the scenes of oh. how they made some of the rides and you know openings of like Disney Shanghai. But they take you with a lot of the people that I mean, the painstaking work that goes into creating attractions and building these parks, and the effort and the money, and and they even have um, well, he's Robert. Robert Iger is no longer the head of Disney, but he was. He wrote that book that I loved. But anyway, you you guys would love that show because you've been to Disney before. It's really, really good. Disney. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I watched another one, so I might got you beat. Okay, what else did you watch? Not only did Fran and I finish Friends, he is so sad. He turns to me and he goes, (laughs) yesterday, no, he looked really forlorn. And so I said, Fran, I was like, is everything okay? I thought maybe he was stressed about what was going on with the IVF. And he goes, I'm just thinking about what Monica and Chandler and Ross and Rachel are doing right now. He's so sad because <laughs> we watched all 10 seasons the last few months. So every night, you know, we've watched four or five episodes of Friends. And so now, I mean, now we're done and it's so sad because there's no more Friends to watch. And I know. so um, funny enough, though, we watched a movie called um, The Iceman. And it's with Michael Shannon, who was on Boardwalk Empire. He's great. You would like this. It's much more of a dude movie if you haven't seen it. I think it came out either this year or last year, but it's based on a true story. The Iceman was actually like the most notorious contract killer um, in the mob. So they would hire him to do all their contract killing. Yeah. And it was him. And we're watching it and Fran goes, 
that, that's Ross. And I go, what are you talking about? It was Ross. It was David, David Schwimmer. Schwimmer. He had a ponytail and he was like part of the mafia in this movie, but the movie was really good. So that's called Iceman. You would like that movie. It was good. David Schwimmer was ruined for me by friends. I cannot watch that. I dude. know. I it's cannot... really hard to watch him driving around. You I know? always like, especially as a mob guy, like I could never see him being a mob guy when he's freaking wuss Ross. Killing people, like pulling out a yeah. gun. Yeah. He's very, very character defined in there. And yeah. then we also watched Spiral, which is the Chris Rock produced, and he stars in it, the spinoff of Saul, the Saul I franchise. I heard that was garbage. Wasn't Saul 5 through 8 garbage as well? Yeah, I mean, that's garbage, by the way. Jenna and I have our own <laughs> language. Um, Chris Rock, though, his acting is so funny, and my dad and good? stepmom had told me, they go, it's good at first, and because he's obviously a very talented guy. I mean, I like Chris Rock yeah, very much, but he plays it real serious. Like, he looks at the camera. <laughs> he does these, I can't take it. He serious. does these like long looks at the camera where he's just like, you know, squinting, and you're like, is he okay? Uh, That's a serious. Is he face, about to fart? Know? I think that role he produced the movie, but I think that role was tough. But you know, super gory as most saws are. One of the guys from Handmaid's Tale. Um, yeah. For those of you that watch, stars in it as well. Um, yeah. So we watched. I watched all of those this weekend. I've been watching a lot of movies. I, I, I've only. Watched, I watched. I started watching one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm halfway done with it. You haven't seen it before? No. No. Don't even talk to me. How? What year is it for you? What year are you well, living in? Uh, I, I go somewhere between 2016 to 2021, depending on the day and what Didn't I'm doing. Didn't this come out two years ago? Yes, it sure did. Oh, it sure it's a did. great movie. And it won a bunch of awards, and I can see why. It was really good. But so I'm super Tarantino biased. He's one of my favorites. I love Christopher Nolan. I love Quentin Tarantino. I think Quentin, I mean, I've seen every Quentin Tarantino movie a million times and they get better with time. I yeah. love all of them. It's very yeah. artsy. Oh yeah. Very, very artsy. artsy. And I like that about it. Kinsey was the one that lost all hope with it. So I, so I have and to Brad watch it on my Pitt own. And Leo to get both of them in one movie together. Oh. So good. And Margot Robbie, that woman is just, she is a unicorn. She is. She really is a unicorn. She is. All right. Well, let's let's get to our emails that we uh, couldn't get to because we we couldn't get into our email, but now we are. Yeah. We're all so in, all up in your emails. To remind you, a lot of yours that had came in, I had to change the password. <laughs> were to the podcast at finish. dot com. Uh, yeah, the podcast at finish. dot com is the email address, and there were a lot. So again, we probably won't get to all of these today. Some range from very casual. Um, Nice comments to some, you know, I wasn't going to read those. Are but there any JC's ego, JC's ego is big enough, so I'm not no. just going to. No, Siri, you shut up. So, sometimes Siri just wants to butt into conversations. Did Siri just pipe up because yeah. I said serious? Yeah, like it's not It's not all about you, Screw Siri. Screw you, Siri. You're never there when I need you. First of all, Alexa is where it's at. I said it, even though we're on my I, wrist. And I swear, friend, yeah, Alexa is where it's at. But if Francisco texts me one more time and said, Rosie is stuck on a cliff, can you please move her? That is the Roomba named Rosie. And he messages me, I mean, because he gets the notification. She gets stuck on fucking everything. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I I don't want to get out of bed and move Rosie right now. I don't care. Mine's toot toot. Toot toot. Yeah, that's what we named our Roomba. So it's funny to hear the kids yelling, no toot toot, stop, stop toot toot. Okay, Susanna 
Well, actually, it's so funny when I see y'all's um, names because your name doesn't match the email address. So you know who you are. But you said, hi, Jenna, would you mind sharing the site where you're learning Spanish, please? Thank you so much, Susanna. Uh, yes. And please don't remind me that I have not taken a Spanish lesson in two months. I've been going through some things. Yeah, I'm not even I'm not trying to get punched. But I go. I know I haven't done my Spanish <laughs> minute. I have not reviewed. I realized yesterday I was eating at a Mexican restaurant with my mom, Candy, and the waiter asked me if I spoke Spanish. And I said, gracias. No. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, I guess I look like I do. I'm flattered by that, but I don't. And I realize I've forgotten almost everything, but however, <laughs> what? <laughs> My wife and I went to a, we walked to a restaurant by our neighborhood and I had too many uh, tequilas <laughs> and the waiter was, he's Mexican. And Kinsey finally goes, he's clearly struggling to speak to us. Why aren't you speaking in Spanish? And I said, oh Yeah. I told you, I'm drunk. I you forgot. forgot that you spoke Spanish. <laughs> I was in that frame. Dude, I was so messed up. See, so my, that reminded I, mean, me I have it. the opposite relationship because sometimes Francisco will speak to me in Spanish and I look at him like, mm. yeah, does your other girlfriend speak Spanish, sir? No. See, when we go to, I, this happens to me too, Jenna. When I go to Mexico and I come back, I'm full on in like, I'll, Kinsey will remind me I'm speaking in Spanish to her. It's just, our brain is just, we, it's weird. Okay. But take it from me. This site is excellent. I love it. And I am going to revisit this, um, especially once some of this IVF stuff is passed. But it is called Preply, P-R-E-P-L-Y. Preply is not, they don't pay to be on the show or anything like that. This is just a site I found after, you know, you can have your apps, you can do your Duolingo and all that, which is great. But I really wanted to interact with an instructor and I love it. So I actually could watch, they have little demo videos on this site. It's, I would equate this site to kind of like a hyped up Zoom in a way, you know, so you have this whole video conferencing situation. They have a, a whiteboard that's digital that they can share. They can pull up and screen share what appears to be like third grade Spanish is really where I was at. <laughs> but again, you can learn any language you want on here. You can also hire tutors, I believe in like math. I think the way the web this website started was more for kids in school when they needed extra tutoring. And so um, it, it's just really great. So you'll see your instructor and they film little videos usually in Spanish and English, you know, so I have a woman named Pamela that I love, but you can, it's almost like you're interviewing instructors. I think your first lesson's free because you want to make sure you vibe, you know, do oh, you yeah. want a guy, do you want a girl? I wanted to take Spanish from a woman because women are better. No, just because I wanted to learn the accent from a woman, like how a woman who speaks Spanish speaks. And uh, anyway, it's been great. So you can watch their little videos. I showed Fran, by the way, three videos. It was like a guy and two girls originally. And he ruled out the guy and one of the other girls because he found her to be annoying. He's like, she's going to annoy you with the way she speaks. And I was like, so I took his word for it. And I went with the one that he liked. And I've really liked her. So Poor Fran, you're probably like, come watch this video with the guy and two girls. He's like, yeah, let's go. Oh, it's this. And it's like, hola. <laughs> oh, it's Spanish. Me llamo Pamela. <laughs> hola, like Pamela. Yeah. That's really smart, though, that you wanted to learn from a girl because you don't want to speak like a bro. Like a, uh, a I just felt that, yeah, learning yeah. how the woman, I love hearing women speak Spanish. But anyway, they have, some of them know multiple languages. They are different prices. Mine started at, it was like 15 or $20 an hour. And um, and you can just buy a bunch of classes. But yeah, Preply is the site. I, I want to be like John Cena and learn like Mandarin. They have they have instructors I, for Mandarin on there. But have you seen John Cena speaking Mandarin? Didn't he get in trouble for speaking Mandarin? No, he got in trouble because he he messed up with a private uh, a state for China or something. He called something the wrong thing. He, oh. But it wasn't his speaking. He speaks really well. I don't exactly remember. Somebody knows the real story. But uh, yeah, he speaks. He's fluent in Mandarin. And there's some shocking. I know when I speak in Spanish sometimes to like Mexican people at times because like oh ese güerito habla español, but. 
when you speak Mandarin, that's got to be even, that hits a little bit harder. Oof. Yeah, but we'll, we'll check out Preply. You can do this yeah. on there. You or Korean, so I know what BTS is singing about. Yeah. I want to be all about singing their songs. Hi. We're, okay. I'm moving on to oh, another. Oh, you're moving to the next one? Uh, hi. We're yeah. not restarting the podcast? No, cool. Alyssa just wants to know um, who we're talking about when we refer to Dr. Payne for plantar fasciitis because she is suffering. She lives in Dallas. She said, I, I even if it's painful, I got to go. It can't be more than the pain I'm in already with my plantar fasciitis and tendonitis. Let me tell you, yes, it is. This is going to be more painful. We are going to warn you, just like I warn you when I give you really hardcore movie recommendations. This is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. He even, he will even tell you before he starts working. His name's like, Dr. Hey. Blake Wu. Um, I forget his clinic name that he's in. I with forget the studios, but He's up in Frisco. Up Blake Wu. Yeah. W-U. Blake Wu. He's a, technically like a chiropractor, right? Is yeah, what he, he is. He's like a sports, he's a sports medicine doctor. doctor. And, and I think he got his last name because the first thing you will say when he touches you is, whoa. Yeah. Like real quick. But I've been treated for what you're going to go in for a long time ago. And I don't know know if I would go <laughs> again. I went, I think I did four sessions with him and it's, it's just rough, especially if you're already in a lot of pain, because anyone that doesn't know plantar fasciitis is when you feel like you have a broken heel. And it's really because the tendons that go up your shin and around your knee are, are so tight that they're putting pressure on your heel bone. So it actually feels like you have a broken foot. So anyone that suffered from this knows shin splints and tendonitis normally can turn into plantar fasciitis when, when it's at a really bad yeah. level. If yours is so bad, you might end up needing surgery, but he basically puts you through some really tough, Stretches. some really tough stuff. Like they do something called Grassin, which is, it almost looks like a shoehorn, but yep. they put yep. some cream on your foot and they just like dig to try and break up all that scar tissue. But that's it what is, hurts. And then they do the ele electrodes and the yep. acupuncture. That felt and good. That's, that was feeling good compared to the other stuff, but he's, he's really for It's like bite a towel, tears come out of your eyes, kind of pain for about an hour. You're sweating by the time you leave. It's excruciating, but all that considered, if you still want to go, have at it. Yeah. <laughs> I did my shoulder, if by the way. If you have a bad injury and you don't want to get surgery and you want to try anything, it, it's worth it. Um, this one, hey Jenna, this one's kind of fun because I've never told this story. Okay. And you know a little bit about this story, but I never got to tell this story on the radio because it was very sensitive at I'll the time. I'll co-pilot this bitch right here. Hey Jenna, just listen to the podcast you dropped today and Kinsey's predicament reminded you, reminded me how you've mentioned having a super intense experience with stalking. Oh yeah. You've said previously you weren't able or uncomfortable with sharing your experience, but I was wondering if you had ever planned on explaining the situation from what I've gathered your comp from your comments. It seems like a very impactful and frightening experience, but if you ever felt comfortable sharing, I'm interested to hear more about it. Too many women experience this kind of behavior. You might be able to give insight on how best to handle it before or if situations get out of control. Um, I've looked, I look forward to y'all's podcast every week and I've grown up listening to the show for 15 Aww. years. Jane, Dallas local. Okay to share my name, but please do not share my last name. Absolutely not. Jane. We would we'll never do that. Jane, safe. by the way, if you're a stalker and you're listening right now, I picture my fist going straight into your face. Oh, you know, I, I hate people that do this to, to other humans. I love scary stuff. Okay. I just want to say that because I've read a lot about it. I love scary psychology and never in my life have I really felt the way that I felt when this happened. And so, um, and if you're going through something like this, it is just, there's nothing to say other than I'm sorry. It's so scary. Or unfortunately, I don't feel that our legal system is set up no, um, to protect you women. You see some of these stories. Yeah. I'm sure like what you saw just happened that the, this guy gets his gun back and then, you know, kills and kill somebody or, or what happens with celebrities. And by the way, what you hear happening to celebrities like the Kardashians all the time and Taylor Swift 
this happens to regular people. The difference is they're rich and they have security and they can put all the greatest cameras out there and put big six foot seven guys in front of the door. Regular people can't do this. Yeah. And they and they release these people, they catch them and they go in for two or three days and then the judge releases them back out into the public, says, hey, stay away. Here's a piece of paper that says, don't go near them. So you're right. They usually can't do anything unless they've done something to yeah. harm you. And even at that, you're not super protected. So my situation was a little weird and different. And JC, you know, was kind of exposed to some of this. We had someone that was coming up and visiting the morning show multiple days in a row. And he was sitting outside, but we all kind of noticed it was very scary because he was just staring at me the whole time. I mean, not blinking. And so we would look outside the glass and he was sitting there. He had a beard. He looked very disheveled. He looked young, you know, in his 20s. He looked... I don't know. I mean, ethnicity wise, you know, we couldn't really pinpoint it. I didn't know if he was like Spanish or Middle Eastern, but you know, very dark, like big beard. And, um, but I remember even Trey was like, he's just staring at you. His eyes were like locked on me. And he just had that look in his eye. You know, you know, how sometimes when women know, sometimes you can just look at someone and be like, they're killing people. Something's up with that (laughs) guy. It's not funny, but you know, it is. He just had this scary, very intense stare going on. And so we usually go out after the show and say hello to people. And um, I think Al and I said we'd go out there. I decided I didn't feel like going because I was just getting a bad, bad vibe from him. Right. But he had left and I went outside to make a phone call later the next day. And I don't even remember if he had been out there, but he was there and it was like he was hiding behind a column outside and he approached me and was like, hey, Jenna, can I talk to you for a minute. And I was so trapped. I was like, sure. Um, and he, he told me a very strange story. He said, have you noticed a lot of prostitution going on in uptown Dallas? And I said, no, he goes, well, you go to like standard poor, right? He started listing off bars that I actively went to. And so I said, and I kind of had the wherewithal to be like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't go, there. go there. I don't go out much. Or I used to go there a few years ago. I don't go there anymore. That's Janae, not Jenna. He goes, well, because I didn't know if you'd been following well, me course. around at this point. I already got a creepy vibe. And he said, well, I have been, he pulled out this notebook. He's like, I have been keeping track of all of the cop. He, he was very much a cop hater. He was like, I've been yeah. keeping track of all the cops in the area and they're not doing anything about prostitution. These girls are out wearing slutty clothes, going home with guys. I'm thinking, does he think like regular people like me are prostitutes? <laughs> I mean, what's he, he saying? Accusing? You know, yeah. that these girls that are dressed up going out are prostitutes. I couldn't really gather, but I, I didn't care to ask too many questions. I was like, no, I haven't noticed it. He goes, well, I have all these cop cars information. He goes, I just thought maybe with your platform, you'd want to do something to help the situation. And I was like, you know, that's not really my area of expertise, but you know, I appreciate appreciate it, man. I got to get back inside. So I abandoned it. Well, he showed up at the office again the next day. And that's when we decided to call the, we called security because he was, I think we called the police, like the actual police. police. But then, so they came, they got his information. They said, unfortunately, Jenna, this is a different zip code than where you even live. So we can prevent him from coming back up here. He said to them that he just really wanted to talk to me because He said, I expressed that I was like lonely on the radio. I forget what his reasoning was, but it didn't add up. So I left the show that day. I went to the gym. I'm sitting in the gym getting a smoothie. And you got to remember my gym is, you know, very far closer to where I live, but very far from where the radio studio was. I mean, probably 15 miles. This guy, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. This guy walks into the gym and I'm sitting at the smoothie bar and I made eye contact with him and he still had the same clothes on. And I went, holy shit, he's followed me all the way here. So that was the moment for me that things really changed because it was one thing to have some creeps at work, you know, that were fans or whatever, uh, and then they go away. But it's another thing to have him follow me into my own personal space many hours after the show had ended. And so um, luckily I had a cop friend um, 
that I had texted and he's like, you know, look, he kind of taught me some skills on how to drive. If you think someone's following you, which I had never learned before. And I can share with y'all because it's kind of fascinating. But do? if you think you're being tailed or followed by someone, you know, you see people, how people drive in the movies, you know, really fast. Right. Because, and he said, that is kind of true that you actually do want to increase your speed, but instead of being on an interstate or a main road that there are a lot of cars, which you would actually think that's what you should it's do safer because it's safer. But if you're really trying, trying to determine first if someone's following you, you're supposed to basically take every side road, drive abnormally fast and like go back and forth, like a route that would be so random for someone to be following you. And if you do it for a few minutes and someone's still following you to drive to a police station, yeah, never drive home. And so when I left the gym that day, of course, I I kept that in mind. I didn't drive home. I, you know, but I thought I live, I mean, I literally live like a mile from that gym. I'm thinking he can of course figure out where I live or how long has he been following me for? Something in me changed in that moment. I got very, very scared, you know, because I was very alone at the time. I was renting this house that had kind of like a very creepy way to get in. The garage was detached and I had this gate, but my backyard was really creepy and I had to go up through the back. And so, you know, imagine being a woman living by yourself. I have my whole life for the most part. I'd never been scared. And my cop friend said to me, he goes, Jenna, I don't know how you feel about guns. I was like, I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. I'm one of those, like, I'm sorry for all the They're people scary. in Texas that want to have guns without a fucking license to carry it. But I just, I'm more for controlling the situation a little bit and I find them scary. Yeah. And he goes, look, you need to get a gun. Something to me changed in that moment. You know, I was like, I got to get a gun because what am I going to do? Call 911 and this guy's out front of my house. No one is going to protect me. I felt all by myself. I felt the only way that I was going to be able to stand up for myself would be to actually go get a gun. And I yeah. did. And I still say, this I hate how- This is before how, Fran, by the way. This is before Boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate how easy it is to get a gun. You know, I'm in the sporting goods store, able to buy a gun. Um, but, but yeah, I did. I did. And I took it to the range multiple times, learned how to use it. But I'm telling you, I did not sleep for weeks. I was so- rattled and uneasy because you're just thinking this guy could be outside. And of course, my mind, I start reading a lot about the psychology of stalkers. And um, it's very scary uh, data, to be totally honest, because if you have a stalker, especially if it's someone that is more celebrity obsessed, it usually doesn't end well. I mean, you think about certain situations we're familiar with from like, you know, a well, Selena, I know that was an employee of hers, but you know, someone that's a super, I mean, it was her fan club, right? It's a, a super fan her or John Lennon yeah. or something. Yeah. A super fan or, um, that usually they want to end it that way. Now they said that if police intervention happens, that they will either get very angry and escalate or they will abandon it because it will scare them. And that seems to be what happened. He abandoned. This one, Thank I, goodness. after that happened, um, yeah, I was able to get the police to flag something because they can't do anything. And that's what's so frustrating. So he can come because if it's a different zip code, it's different territory. So just cause he came to the radio show and he got banned from coming up there for two years. And didn't he live far away too? I think like, so. We found out where he lived because yeah. we got his license. So I looked it up. I was so tempted to drive up there. Why? Which I know, because because then you know where he is. Uh, I think it's, there's nothing like not knowing where someone let is. Me you, let me introduce you to my friend Google Maps. It's like driving up in the street view. Yeah, you don't do that. Don't go to their place. All right, let's change gears. Well, okay. that was that story. I've never really told that story before. So, and yes, anyway, I learned how to use my um, my gun and I sleep with it next to my bed and I have not had to use it, fortunately. But don't get me wrong. I've made every I've made everyone in my life know, don't ever come to my house don't unannounced and scare me because they know I have that gun. So my mom's like ringing the doorbell, even though she has a key. She'll text me. She walks in. She's like, Jenna. <laughs> and I told Fran too, I go, don't scare me. No. I mean, I don't think I'd be like trigger happy, 
but I at least I practice using it like bedroom door. Line, you got to use, know? yeah, you just got a, a close proximity practice is what you got. I'll do. tell you, it made me feel better. It really did. Knowing that I know how to use it. It doesn't leave my home. I'm not trying to use it, you know, in every, I don't carry it with me, but it made me feel a lot better knowing that the gun didn't scare me. I knew how to use it. And I felt that I'm here to protect myself mm-hmm. if someone tries to hurt me because you know I don't want to die in a home invasion. Nah. It's my, my number one thing. I'd be so mad at myself being such a pussy dying in a home invasion. I'd be so <laughs> mad. I don't want to die in a home invasion. Looking all bad and ugly clothes. No makeup. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. Not a good way. Okay, let's change gears. This is a message for both of us, JC, from Caroline. And she said that she's been listening to us for a while. She can relate to you because she's also a Latina. She was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Hey. And she wanted to talk to us a little bit about some advice she needs on coping with feeling alone. She says, I'm not actually alone. I'm engaged and have two daughters, but I feel disconnected from my fiance because we have different interests and he loves to game. I love to game. I love the game. Um, I get you just Kinsey and I are very different with what we like to do. I love watching like crazy movies, scary movies. I love gaming. I love skateboarding and, and I love sports football. She hates all that stuff. Right. So, but she has her own hobbies. So I think you just have to find that one hobby that is all you. And it could be some as small as maybe start doing puzzles or join a book club. I know that sounds boring and everything, but something that really sparks whatever you desire or whatever you love the most. And that could be your thing. And that way you could go meet with your group of friends and have your fun once a week, twice a week. And that, that hopefully that will fulfill that, that, feeling of aloneness maybe yeah so yeah twofold i think you you took that question differently than i did i was looking at it more as how can she connect more with her significant other but i think that's really true i think you can you can't rely so heavily on a significant other to kind of fulfill you if you feel alone i think you definitely need to set some some ground rules in a way right like relationships are a lot of work you need to both make some effort i mean even fran and i all say to him you know we're both sitting on our phones watching something on the couch let's put the phone down let's put the phone on the kitchen counter let's sit on the couch together talk about our day we'll for instance i'll have him quiz me on some spanish things that don't actually seem like that much fun but it's a good way for us to connect just give each other a massage you know things like that that we can actually spend some time connecting and it's hard because sometimes you just want to sit there on your phone and be alone um but yeah you have to find either find some common interests so it's one night a week you connect by watching a new sort of movie or watching a concert or something like that Yeah. yeah but aside from that i think working on yourself more i think if you find ways to fulfill yourself you can fulfill yourself almost all the way right and then your partner is just a great i don't know anecdote to make things better to share your week with but jc's absolutely right right you don't need to feel alone you need to do things that make you feel happy with yourself if that makes sense from working out because a lot of the things with these is it's not just one thing that'll fix it there's a a bunch of things that we got to do to make everything line up so like jenna make sure ours is nine o'clock or now it's eight o'clock because the kids go to sleep earlier eight o'clock put the phones down Sometimes family stuff, right? You need to find some board games or things that you can do family night once a week, right? So it's more together. And Kenzie and I do a date night at least once a week, whether it's just at home or we go to dinner together. And sometimes we incorporate the kids, but that way it's everyone. And yeah, some of the time those turn into uh, kids are annoying me, but at least you, you spent the time together. 
This is from Angela Garza, and she said she'd love to hear more about CBD, CBG, or any advice in finding some legitimate products because she has lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, and most recently diagnosed with fibromyalgia. She's in constant pain, constant oh. inflammation. She says, I use your skincare line, which has been a big help, but I'm in need of something more for my joints and body. And I'm scared to try different products because what if it isn't legit? Help me. LOL or sources. So this is from Angela. Yeah, Angela. So we have make a tincture. Finish makes a tincture, which is great. I mean, there's stronger ones out there. I agree with you. It can be very hard to determine what's good and what's not. Usually any good CBD company, um, you know, if you didn't want to use ours, they should have information on their website about where their CBD is coming from. And we call this kind of accredited lab testing, right? So when you're, when you're poking around and I get it because some of the branding on this stuff sucks, but these brands are actually okay and vice versa. Yeah. Um, like there's no CBD in there. They're full of metals. And so, you know, we put testing on of our products up on the site and most good companies should do this sort of thing. So there's also some other good websites out there that rate CBD products, you know, because they've gone and tested them after they've bought them. So you can kind of figure that out. I need to, I don't remember off the top of my head what the name of that website is, but you can, you can look that up. Um, but yeah, so we have a tincture that's great. Um, I have to recommend something new that I just gave a friend who has a very sick family member. Um, and it's called Delta eight. Now the thing about Delta eight is I'm just going to be honest with you. Delta eight's interesting because Delta eight to me is more along the lines of you will THC. feel high. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. Now you they will say feel, it doesn't legal, have THC, but, it feels um, like it. but, and which is true. They say it's just like CBD that it's another variation, but you are going to feel which for pain relief. And this is what I've given it to my friend's mom for. They said it's made it so much better. Um, so Delta eight's a great thing. I'll say that you can buy Delta eight, no matter where you live. For instance, I bought Delta eight out of a vendor in California, um, in tincture form. It got delivered to me and it was fine. Even though I live in Texas where that, that is, you know, THC is not legal because Delta 8 technically is not THC, but it will give you a feeling of being It's almost like a, deri derivative it's a derivative of, a, yeah, of THC, but I don't know how the science works, but it absolutely don't drive on it. Yeah. It'll make you drowsy, but it's it does help with pain. And they say it's not THC. So, look, I haven't been taking... Um, Delta eight or like marijuana, anything like that lately, just because of what I'm going through. But it has been very helpful to friends that have had chronic pain and much it's stronger, right. than just a normal CBD tincture. Um, so I would recommend that, but I'll shoot you an email or shoot me an email and ask me any questions on specific products. Um, it's hard. Sometimes you just got to play around with it. You know, yeah. you just got to play around with dosing. I think, you know, my team and I talk about it quite a bit with CBD that a lot of people who have smoked pot in the past or taken a lot of painkillers or, you know, Xanax and like you've done these hardcore pharmaceutical drugs. Look, and I'm one of those people. I've done this before. You, you start with CBD and you're like, is it working? I don't know because it's not making you high. It's not making you feel intoxicated. It's not making you feel euphoric. It's not really doing any of these things. Um, but what I can say is that at some point when you're, if you're taking it consistently every day, usually for me, it's like two droppers of it. You just start to feel better. Like you'll just kind of go, I feel more balanced and that's how you should feel. But most dosing recommendations is actually really low because I think everyone's erring on the side of like, don't do too much. But if anything, they say too much CBD or some of these cannabinoids, and I'm talking thousands and 
thousands, like if you drank a whole bottle of it, right? That at worst they say it's like what, you know, taking too much Advil would be like, right? Like it can be kind of hard on your, on your Stomach. organs, like drinking, <laughs> right? Like yeah. drinking alcohol, right? Too much of so anything too is much bad. of anything could be bad, yeah. but no one's in danger of that right now. But I'm glad you asked. We're launching, um, we have a new pet product on the market actually for pet allergies called um, Paws Off. So Yo. it's like a spray that, you know, if they're licking and itching and doing all of that. So we actually just launched this product. We're really excited about it. But, you know, anytime we go to launch a new product, we have to kind of have these powwows on, okay, how's this going to work? How are we going to ship it? What's it going to look like in the box going out? And I know I talk to y'all quite frequently about ShipStation because this is a service that I've used since the inception of my business when I was just shipping dad hats and sweatshirts and trying to get the fittest brand out there. And now we have two warehouses and you actual know, product, actual product <laughs> yeah. that, you know, we have to, we practice ship things too, before we launch something. Cause we want to make sure it's wrapped right. Or it does passes the ship test. So, which is something we've learned the hard way, of course, in business, but ship station's just been amazing for us because we use Shopify. And if you have a small online business, which I've heard online e-commerce businesses are all the rage right now. My wife had it. She used ShipStation back when she had a uh, Stommy Kinsey. But it's really great. Again, if you just want to make some jewelry and sell it or you're buying other items that you want to sell online, um, you, you need to look into ShipStation because they're going to be able to get you, you know, better rates. You're going to be able to use all sorts of different um, shipping carriers and get really incredible discounts on them. Just use my offer code FITISH. You're going to get a 60-day free trial, two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping, at shipstation.com. Click the microphone at the top of the page and type in the word fittish. That's shipstation.com and enter the offer code fittish. Make ship happen. Yo, make it happen. I love it. Okay, hold on. We have one more. Okay. Hey, Jenna and JC. I'm a longtime listener to the morning show and podcast. I was hoping you both could help me surprise my sweet husband with a really nice fifth anniversary gift. We have an almost two-year-old son. We're trying for baby number two. I'd, I'd love to travel and get away, but it's really difficult right now. So I've been trying to find the perfect gift. This past year, he has become a fellow actuary. It took him almost five years to complete, so I really want to spoil him. He really deserves it for all the hard work he's done to better himself and our family. What have been some of the best gifts you have given or received. P.S. He's into technology, books, scuba diving, woodworking, and leather bags. Thank you, Courtney. Very specific. Thanks for giving us some of his interests because I feel like yeah. gift giving is hard unless you kind of know the person. Gift giving is hard even when you know the person. You know, that that's what creates the most stress for me is holidays because I really want to be a good gift giver. What is JC? Can you think, I mean, I know it's putting you on the spot. Have you given or gotten a really good gift before? Both. I, th I feel like I've given good gifts and I've received good gifts. I think experience gifts as I've gotten older are really, really good. And I know it's hard to travel right now, but Fran's been good at that. I mean, we've gone to you. He, he's not into cooking, but an experience gift, like going, we've gone to Sir La Table and taken a cooking class. We've taken one online. You can do those wine clubs or, or you know, or a, like a wine tasting class from a winery and they send you wine and you actually do the sampling yeah. with the, you know, the sommelier or whoever works at the vineyard telling you about it. So some of those are really good because it's like a date night, but it's an experience. I mean, it's just like traveling and going and doing something cool, but a real detailed experience. I mean, you've gone, was your um, skydiving gifted to you? That one? No, that one was, I bought it. A gift to yourself. That was a gift to myself. <laughs> just that was a bucket list item. And it, the hard thing about it is I know that I've gotten so many good gifts, but 
I forget about them Pers- until I see them. Personalized right? stuff like yeah. woodworking or leather bags. You know what I did for Fran? Sorry, I'm just rambling because I'm thinking of gifts that I've given. Yeah, they, or they pop into your head right away. So Fran, I hated his wallet. I almost didn't continue to date him because he had a glitter wallet. I can't go into that right now. We can save this for another podcast. But was ugly, it guys. was a deal breaker. It was a glitter wallet. There's a whole story behind it, but I couldn't wait to offend him and get him a new wallet. So I found him like a great designer, black pebble leather wallet, right? But I got him, um, I found an artist that paints on bags and leather and he loves motorcycles. So I got his initials painted and this cool motorcycle on the black wallet. So it was still like a customized gift, but something like that's really cool because you're personalizing it in an artistic way. So if he loves leather bags, I would say try and get him a cool leather bag, but then get something personalized on it. It could be really cool. I'm trying to think here. Now now they're all coming. They're flooding into my head. Of course head. they are. So Kinsey, actually this year, bought me my first pair of Yeezys, which actually started my sneakerhead addiction that I currently have. Even though I don't have that many sneakers because I can't ever buy them yeah. on the sneakers app. I have three pairs now because we got into a conversation. I was telling her how, how bad I got bullied over the shoes I had and I never had the the brand names. Like I, instead of Adidas, I had these shoes called Eastsides that had four yeah. stripes on them. <laughs> uh, I, I had uh, my Nikes. The swoosh was like a weird swoosh. I don't even remember what those were called, but I always tried to have those. So she bought me my first pair of Yeezys and said, here, here's your first like actual name brand that people actually are collecting and got it for me. And uh, so that was really nice. Our boss, George, he, a lot of, a lot of gift giving has to do with listening to people throughout the year. Yeah, right. And so he had heard me constantly talk about my the one wheel mm-hmm. this is before they blew up now you, now you probably see them a lot more often but i i was on top of this from the get-go like the first edition i was always constantly talking about this thing he'd walk in on me what are you watching oh, i'm watching this video on these guys riding this one wheel look how cool and he would take an interest on it marked it down and for my birthday bought me my first one wheel yep that was great that was i i i honestly that that put that put me in tears because it meant not, it's not the price of the thing. It meant that he, he listened so much and saw how much of uh, enthusiasm and how much fervor I had for this thing that he took it upon himself to buy me one. And it, the fact that he did that for me was everything. Cause I could have bought it for myself, but he did it. I think it's sometimes just taking an interest that someone has and then trying to take it next level. Right. Yeah. Like when I know my friend, I, I know a girlfriend of mine loves the band, the national and I do too. And I found this really cool print that was done and I got it framed for her. She said she just loved it and it wasn't, you know, a crazy wild gift. And, or I, I'm looking at her, her list of what her husband loves and he loves books. What about finding an author of a book that he loves, finding a limited edition, finding a signed book or seeing if that the authors going on tour to talk about the book. Sometimes they'll do that, you know, really digging into something specific. Um, I know that starts to get a little bit, yeah. a little bit nerdy, but I love it. Something else, a great recommendation and a sponsor of the show is Skillshare. And so he seems to have a lot of cool kind of skill-based interests right? from technology to woodworking and woodworking kind of popped in and scuba diving even, but I mean, what a great guy. He has a lot of interest, but Skillshare is super cool because it's all about learning a new skill or taking kind of an advanced class on a skill. And so this is just like what it sounds like. You're going to take a virtual class and you're going to get to listen into an expert on something. They're going to teach you how to do something. Didn't to- Fran learn how to ride his, uh, drive his drone on, on Skillshare? Drone flying. Yeah. You can definitely find some woodworking. There's marketing classes on there, art classes, yeah. all that stuff. It's actually really great. And so there's short 
short lessons, hands-on projects. So you could get him, I mean, maybe as another gift, a membership to Skillshare or even sign him up for a couple of these specific interest-based classes. Photography class. Kenzie got me a boudoir photo shoot one time. She gave me the pictures. (laughs) That was pretty sexy. I can't put them up anywhere and I just bust them out sometimes when she uh, travels, but... That was pretty cool. You know, a Skillshare subscription is less than $10 a month. Yeah, so whether you're buying a gift for someone or you're just interested in learning a new skill for yourself, you can explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Fittish and get a free trial of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash Fittish. Look, you could get a free trial and he's not even going to know yeah. that you didn't pay for his gift. Uh, maybe a little <laughs> necklace or something with your wedding date if it's an anniversary gift. Ken- I got Kenzie, uh, the- I got her a new wedding band. Cause the first one I bought it, we didn't have that oh, much yeah. money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I noticed somebody said something about her wedding band one time, almost talking down to it, you know, like, Oh, that's, that's what's so frustrating about rings and bands. Cause trends like, change the things women want change. You know, it used to be all about all this gaudy stuff around it. And now simpler is better. And so, yeah, so-, and so she didn't like really, she didn't care when the girl said that she's like, yeah, that's, that's my wedding band. That's who cares. It's I'm still just as married. So I, I, I hit up Jenna and she knew a couple of people at a jewelry store and I got her a new wedding band that she now gets complimented on all the time. Yeah. Simply just cause I heard somebody say that she didn't even care. But to me, I was like, oh, well that's kind of a little hit on my man. I'm a manhood right there. Cause I'm the one that got that. So some jewelry is always, even though we're guys and we don't, act like we like jewelry sometimes jewelry is kind of cool like a nice necklace or a bracelet or even like an upgrade on the ring or something Mm. for an anniversary good idea yeah or a wallet i've been do i get brian a father's day present no not yet he's a dog dad that's (laughs) we should create a dog like a dog and mom mother's day we have dog dad gifts on fittishes. We'd have a whole blog on it because yeah. we have pet products. We have products for dudes. So we're making a whole like Father's Day gift guide. But I'm telling y'all, our Mother's Day sets crush it. No one buys Father's Day anything. It's so sad. Everybody hates on dad. You know what I'm saying? Or just right there in the wind. I have an idea of something I want to get him, but I couldn't get it in time for the holidays last year, like for his birthday and the holidays. And the store was so mean to me about it. They were like, you didn't order this months ago. And I was like, obviously not. I'm in here right now. Nothing makes me want to shop less at your store than when you're uppity like that. Oh, like, no, we're backed up for eight weeks. Okay. This is the most popular item. So we clearly don't have it. How about, how about you change your damn tune? Bill, you're wearing an apron. Like you have an apron on right now. How about, oh my gosh, I know this is so cool. I'm going to put it on order for you and hopefully it'll be here within two or three weeks. How about that instead of being like, I'm, I'm late to the party, you little ass wipe. Oh, you got me all going on. There was no one in there. I'm just going to tell you what it is. It was a grill and it was from that grill store. <laughs> I forget what it's called. A uh, it has a funny grill name store, <laughs> and it's definitely a chain. But they were so mean to me when I walked in there, and I'm trying to buy him like one of those cool ones that has Bluetooth on it. I forget yeah. what are they called? A Traeger, maybe it's Traeger, a Traeger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has Bluetooth. It's a smoker and a grill and all what this. I hope he doesn't grill. listens to this. But I, yeah, I wanted a like a. It was. It's kind of a legit. It's a very. It was very expensive too. Yeah. And. And I went in like a week before Christmas or two weeks before Christmas. And I was like, hey, could I order this and like maybe get it like delivered sometime around or after Christmas, whatever it was. And they were like, <laughs> that's what the they were best. He was so rude to me about the whole thing that he like didn't even want to be like, look, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can, you know. And then it would still come late, but at least be kind of positive about it. They were so rude. There was no one in the store, by the way. Like who does that when someone's trying to buy something that's like $1,500 or more? Or, or the... Good luck. 
Good I'm luck. Like, you're my you're my source. Like you're, you're supposed to bring it. What do you mean? Good luck to me. No, good luck to you. I just always want to be like. I always think pretty woman. I was just like big mistake. So I'm uh, gonna go not buy another grill, and it's almost a year later, and I haven't done anything. <laughs> that's when my passion to become a billionaire kicks in. Yeah. So I could buy the shit out your store. And oh fire yeah, you. that would be. But I don't want that fucking grill store. Like, yeah, I don't care. I have, but yeah, I'll buy it right there. I'll be like, wait, how how much? You don't have this? I'll buy the whole store. And you're yeah. fired, and then I would sell it. Yeah, you know, that's what I. That's what the rich me would do. I'd be super petty, rich. How do you think you're petty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that petty. I walked out of the store and I kind of complained about it. And this is the only other time I've talked about it since then. Yeah. Oh, that got me going. That would have been a good gift, though. That would have been a good gift. Okay, I gotta go to the doctor. Yep, Jenna. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully, everything's all good. Keep writing us on the email so we could we could do a segment every week and involve you. There's some that we didn't get to today, so we'll we'll hop on those in more next week. Nothing's off limits. No, because if it is, there were some vulgar ones, but they didn't fit in today. Yeah, we'll do vulgar (laughs) one another time. All right, all right, bye. (laughs) Bye. Hey, if you like what you hear, make sure you join us for another episode next week of the Fittish Podcast. It's super easy. Just subscribe. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.